Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Guys, Billy and I both have an ExpressVPN account. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. All ISPs in the US can legally sell your information to ad companies. But ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers, so they can't do that. So protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash onion, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash onion, expressvpn.com slash onion. To learn more, harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hello, Dominic. Hello, William. Isn't it nice to be back? Is that a new jumper? It is a new jumper. That, I think, is a jumper that we, you and I, also have similar hoodies of, and so does your wife. Does your son as well? Yeah. I love this stuff. It's like a I, Venice West Side vibe. But I tell you what, they, they're not sponsoring us. No, anything. no. My wife just bought me it as a gift. Lovely. And uh, it's called Aviator Nation. Yeah. It's, and it's so comfortable. Very stuff comfy. Is, oh, it's really comfy. It's got that kind of, you just got out of the ocean after a surf, the oh. sun's going down, maybe you buy a campfire. Oh. And she probably saw that in a shot and thought, my husband's cuddly. Yeah. But if I want to ramp up his cuddliness, yeah. I'm going to get him on them. You look fantastic. Thank you very much, Dominic. Yeah. And who's that you've got on your T-shirt there? Uh, it looks like it's the Joker, but it's also the guy from Ronald McDonald's. One of my favourite T-shirts This from Thailand, as I'm sure you know, because we've been to Thailand. Thailand makes some of the greatest T-shirts out mm-hmm. there. And this is one of the T-shirts on Kosan Road. It is Heath Ledger as the Joker. Uh Dressed as Ronald McDonald. I remember, very sad, very sad when Heath Ledger died. But my mom did make me giggle when she called me up the following morning and said, I'm so sorry to hear about that lovely actor who passed away. And I said, yeah, it was a shame. She said, I know you were a big fan of Keith. I didn't correct my mom because I just thought her heart's in the right place. She doesn't need to know that he's not called Keith. And she'll get a lot of stuff like that wrong, will she? Your mother? <laughs> she does have a few of those. Yeah, she does. Um, I think it's fun for people to know that we're not just doing this for a living. I'm coming down to your house on a Sunday. I'll probably bring some potato crisps with me, if you don't mind. I'm thinking oh, lovely. two flavours. Oh, what, what kind? I think one is going to be a crinkle cut salt and vinegar kettle chip. Fantastic. Now, the other one I'm thinking something as a tonic to that, maybe a spice, maybe a vinegar. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to work it out. Now, tell me this then. Go on. If you would like to impress my wife in any way... I always want to. She did say that she had a want for a packet of skips. Oh, you can't get skips in the United States. If you could find a packet of skips oh, here in Los Angeles... Skips. 
That's a great... Before you come down on Sunday, she would love that. Quite a bizarre crisp. The the shape of a flower petal, mm-hmm. a classic flower petal, mm-hmm. but with like bubbly kind of a wafer type vibes. In them, so that when you put them on your tongue, they can sometimes almost disappear into your Dissolve. Tongue. And what would you say the flavour is? A prawny? Thing. I would call it a prawn cocktail. Wow. There's no chance I'm getting skips. For your wife, you I'll shouldn't. Have a look. You shouldn't be so, you know, defeatist. Yes, there's a there's a a British shop in Santa Monica. But there I is. Bet they don't have them. I will tell you what, they do have what? skips. All right. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go via the skip shop, um, and also I'll, I'll bring a lovely bottle of wine, and we can just. Do I hear my uh, opening a bottle of wine impression? Well, hold on, because this is a this is an audio medium. This will be brilliant audio, guys. So just imagine Billy and I are opening a bottle of wine. Wait, here we go. That's good, that, isn't it? You poured it and all. <laughs> that was great. Here's the thing, Dom. People have been writing in. It's lovely, isn't it? It's nice to it's hear from It's been great, everyone. but most of the ones that I've uh, been getting has been like, can you oik off? No, they haven't. Yeah, it's been a lot of like, do a show on your own. <laughs> no, they haven't Ditch said that. Ditch the Irish guy. Have I'm you like, said that? No, no one, no one said that. <laughs> but I tell you one thing they have been asking. Why the friendship onion? Why is it called the friendship onion? It's a good question. It's a great question. And one that we can answer. And we can do it by looking back into the past. Through the veil of time. We shall peel back that veil. We we did almost kind of like a a test podcast back in the day, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. We were doing a podcast together. There's someone else's podcast. Yes, our friend Michael Rosenbaum, who has lovely. a podcast called Inside of You, if you want to check it out. Lovely, Yeah, man. you should. It's lovely. And we had said to Michael, since you're all set up here, yeah. could we rent out your space for the next hour? For it, free. For free. Do a test and see how it goes. And he said, guys, we, I would be honoured if you would do that. So we did it. And we have a little piece of audio to play, guys, where Billy and I, in real time, figured out the title of the show. Shall we play it now, Dom? Yeah, let's play it. You ready, John? Let's do it. Hello, I'm Dominic Monaghan. And I'm Billy Boyd. We are here in a podcast studio doing a podcast about... Lots of stuff. But we met during the filming of the trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. I remember that. So we have a lot of stories about The Lord of the Rings. I, for me, it feels like this is a podcast... About two friends who met during Lord of the Rings talking about their life with a backdrop of the Lord of the Rings there at all times in case one of us gets really boring. You can say, well, let's do a Lord of the Rings story. I think you've summed it up well there. And also, we never knew each other before Lord of the Rings. Mm. I mean, we have the rehearsals, of course, Mm. and we have the filming, so we know each other before Lord of the Rings was in the cinemas, Mm. but we don't know each other without Lord of the Rings being in our lives. So maybe, whilst exploring this podcast and Lord of the Rings lore and our whole adventure doing that, we might begin to unpeel the friendship by learning more about each other when we didn't know each other. A friendship onion. Welcome to the Friendship Onion. Life is like a wonder smell of it. You sing to me. It's poetry makes me feel like I'm the king of... Well, there you go. There it is, right there <clears throat> in real time. It just happened like that, I think. Yeah. 
with me saying unpeel, you immediately thought, oh, I'll have to go home and unpeel an onion later. So then you just said onion. Mm-hmm. It's like Pavlovian. Mm-hmm. It just came out, right? But there was also, there was a scent of onion in the air. I don't know what you'd been eating. Mm. So I think that had in, in, invaded my mind as well. I, might, I do like an onion. You do? i tell you what I had last night, which I think is one of the most simple but decadent meals that mm-hmm. you can have. Go. I had cheese on toast. A little bit of onion on. That's lovely. Can I talk you through it? I I wouldn't call it decadent. It's very decadent for me because I don't tend to eat cheese. Right. And I don't tend to eat butter too much, right? Black olive sourdough, right? Lovely. Toasted. Out of the toaster. Butter. Then mature English... Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Marmite. Spread thinly on the buttered bread. right. And then wafer-thin slices of mature English cheddar and then some slices of white onion. My God, that is a flavour sensation. I find it quite decadent. I think that sounds lovely. It was. It was absolutely fantastic. I love that someone said, who thought a toast? Who looked at bread and said, let's cook that again? (laughs) That's brilliant, isn't it? It is. It is fantastic toast. Man, I lived on Marmite on toast. When I was a, a student, I still like it a lot now. That's another one that we should do on Billion Dom Eat the World because right. Marmite is an interesting thing, right? It's a strange flavour for strange. me. Strange. It's got that kind of love it or hate it thing. Yeah. Are you in the kind of not too keen camp? I'm in, uh, if I had to say just now, I'm in neither camp. Okay. I'm in the river between the camps. Maybe something for us to talk about on a Billion Dom Eat the World. Oh, another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Right? Do you remember... I've got this on my phone. Go on, then. Do you remember a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about petrol and gas? Yeah. And you had said to me, well, I think it's called gas because of gasoline. Yeah, it's short for gasoline. Gasoline. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. I looked up the etymology of this. Gasoline is an English word that, uh, word that donates fuel for automobiles. The term is thought to have been influenced by the trademark Gasoline, or gasoline, named after the surname of a British publisher and coffee merchant and social campaigner, John Castle. So he took his word, Castle, and turned it into gasoline. On November 22nd, uh, 27th, 1862, Castle placed an advertisement in the Times of London. The patent, gasoline oil, safe, e- economical, brilliant, possesses all the requisites which have so long been desired as a means of powerful artificial light. But this is where it gets interesting. Wait till you hear this. This is the earliest occurrence of the word to have been found. Castle discovered that a shopkeeper in Dublin named Samuel Boyd, Boyd, Boyd. was selling counterfeit <gasps> gasoline and wrote him to stop. Boyd did not reply and changed every C into a G, thus coining the word gasoline. So it's a bastardization of the word gasoline, which is a trademark of just saying, well, I'm going to take this oil and give it the name of my family. Interesting, right? Blah, 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 blah. Petroleum. The word petroleum originally used to refer to the various types of minerals and oils and literally means rock oil. Petroleum. 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 Isn't that great? So one of your distant cousins. My great, 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 great grandfather... And was he, was a, a, he was in Ireland, was he? 
he was Irish and he was a little nefarious because he took someone's invention yeah. and he said, well, I'm going to call it, I'm, I'm going to sell it illegally. Castle came along and said, you can't do you can't that. Do and that. he said, well, I'll just change it to gasle instead. Yeah. And then it became gasoline. Amazing what you learn. He brought it to the new land in the Americas. The internet has a lot to be ashamed of, but Wikipedia is fantastic. Most of it's not true. Yeah, a lot of it is just made up by like people who want to talk about it, right? But isn't it great? Like my son has never lived in a world where you had to kind of learn something or have a book because it's all there. It's in your phone. Library, yeah. I remember as a kid... One of my history uh, homeworks was present an essay about anything, a historical document. Yeah. So I went with my dad to the library and I wasn't really sure where to begin. And my dad said, well, why don't you start looking at, you know, Egyptology and things like that. And I stumbled upon the Rosetta Stone, which was one of the yes. foremost tablets to solve hieroglyphics yeah and did an essay about that now nowadays your son would be able to obviously type in rosetta stone in his house in your house do it all then but there's something to be said for going to a library and pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Remember those really long yeah. kind of book, uh, like bookcases that you had to look through and... Because if he clicks on the wrong thing, he'd just end up learning German or something, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, like maybe a new job that you would like? Yeah, that can, you know, provide a little bit of stress in your life. Yeah. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And a great thing, you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counselling done securely online. And they've got a broad range of expertise, uh, which might not be locally available in many areas. Yeah, in fact, the service is available worldwide for everyone. You just log into your account anytime and you can send a message to your counsellor. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com forward slash onion. That's better H-E-L-P. And join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counsellors in all 50 states. Special offer for the Friendship Onion listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash onion. Guys, if you're worried about losing your hair, Billy and I might have a solution for you. And I bet there's quite a few men out there who are because there's 50 million men in the US 
who suffer from male pattern baldness. Yeah, two out of three men will experience some sort of hair loss by the time they're 35. So here's a company, it's called Keeps, K-E-E-P-S. They offer a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Yeah, easier access to hair loss treatment. They have a prescription medication that is delivered directly to your home and they have an online doctor that you can consult with. See, that's a great thing. You don't need to go to the doctor's office and wait for all that. It's a virtual doctor. You do it online and the medications are delivered straight to your door. Not only that, but it's low cost. Treatments start at just $10 a month and keeps offers generic versions. And if you're a little nervous about getting it delivered in the mail, don't worry because they use discreet packaging and they have proven results. Well, Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com, that's K-E-E-P-S.com, slash onion, to get your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps.com, slash onion. And you'll get your first month free. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S.com, slash onion. Oh, emails and real mails. Bastards, tigers, slow as snails. Billy, we've had some great questions again. From uh, from listeners, if you want to send us any of your questions, the Friendship Onion at castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. With a kicking K. With a kicking K. Um, also, the quiz. If you guys want to get involved in a quiz, let us know. Now, keep in mind, of course, if you want it to be a Lord of the Rings quiz, it can be a Lord of the Rings quiz. But you might want to quiz Billy on his band Bee Cake or on Scotland. You might want to quiz me on Insects. You might want to quiz Billy and I on Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or something. It doesn't have to be Lord of the Rings. Of course, if you want it to be Lord of the Rings, it can. Because I, I quite enjoy when we get people on and we do the Lord of the Rings quiz. So, And now that we've sorted it, now that John has, you know, basically yeah. been put in his place. Yeah, yeah. And he did and do quite well on the quiz He did very himself, well, to, to be, be honest. Fair. He yeah. did incredible. But, yeah, so the, the Lord of the Rings quiz... But that could open up to be a quiz about movies. Yeah, I love the Lord of the Rings thing too. It's fantastic. And if you want to ask us questions about Lord of the Rings or you want us to ask you questions about Lord of the Rings, of course, let us know. But maybe you want to quiz us. If you were on Mastermind Mm -hmm. and you had to pick a specialised subject but you couldn't pick yourself because I think people always go, well, I just answer questions about me. Yeah. What would be a specialised subject? Oh, that's a good one. It is that, isn't it? Uh, uh, Pop music from the 1980s. 84 to 89. Oh, wow. How about you? I would do... I would do... Oh, it's got to be ants, hasn't it? I mean, ants would be a good one, but ants, there are so many different species of ant, and it's such an extensive amount to know about. So I'm I'm trying to... Yeah. I'm trying to get it in something. Something, yeah. Because you you would think Beatles doing... I don't mean Beatles, the ones that... I mean the ones that... Hey! (laughs) And, uh, yeah, those ones. But if you do the question... If you do Mastermind on the Beatles, they're going to go deep. Oh, they're going to do a deep dive. So, sorry about that, Dom. No, no, it's all right. I would probably do... Because you're right, the Beatles, they, they they would have to go so deep for that. I'd probably do Spinal Tap, the movie... I think I probably know enough stuff to do Mastermind with that. Can you do Mastermind on one movie? Is that allowed? Yeah, because I've seen people do Mastermind on one TV show. Well, here's the kind of thing that they would ask you, though. Are you ready for this? Oh, go on. Is this a Spinal Tap question? Yeah, but this is the stuff that they would ask you, oh, though. Go on, go on. Who? I feel under pressure now. 
who was the director of photography on Spinal Tap? Because that's the question you're going to get. Though. Do you know they're the answer? Going, they're not going to say who who was the lead guitarist. Right, but do you know the answer to this? Of course not. <laughs> well, then that's not a legitimate question. You have to know the answer to ask it. Well, who is the lead guitarist of Spinal Tap? Nigel Tufnell. Well done. Thank you. you. Pew! Anyway, you you guys know how to get in touch. Get in touch with us. Also, you know, Billy and Dom eat the world. We want to go as far around the world as possible. Anyway, we've got a question here. First question from Elena. Elena? Is that right? I would go just with Elena. Okay, there's an I in there that threw me off. Right. Elena Gall. Ooh, the Gall Wasp. That's a very interesting insert. But we won't go into that. From St. Paul in Minnesota, United States, who says... If you could learn a new subject or skill from the world's top expert in that particular field, what subject or skill would that be? Wow. Mm. I think I know mine. Do you know yours? Yeah. I'd like to do a two-week intensive, and I don't know who with, on quantum physics and the string theory. Because I've read a lot of books, and I don't know if I know any more about it complicated isn't it it's very complicated but oh it's good stuff i love it as we get down smaller to the small small stuff small when i say small i don't mean like rabbits and mice no you're going smaller or sugar smaller i mean the bits inside the sugar that make up the sugar particles the molecules smaller the stuff the the, smaller the the quanta the protons smaller smaller than a pronto pronto like the the proton's little sister. Yes. The, the the little guy that hangs up, like the Joe Pesci. If Let's say Robert De Niro is a proton. Yeah. Joe Pesci. Joe, Joe Pesci's kid. Joe Pesci's kid's shoe. Shoe. A lace on Joe Pesci's little kid's thing, shoe. I mean, what do you call the thing that keeps the, the shoelace together? That little end bit? The end bit, the toggle. That if you separate that into like twenty-four pieces, that's what we're looking at. That when you get down to that smallness, mm-hmm. it doesn't behave like the bigness, does it? No, nothing makes sense anymore. Up is down, down is up, and then you've got these really weird things like the way that they behave. It's like, isn't it something like happy, smile, joy, excitable, going to a party? Not, <laughs> not too sure about life. Something like that, right? It's bizarre quantum physics, but it is something like that. The way that they describe it. I think you've it. just described it perfectly. <laughs> and nothing exists unless you look at it. Right. Nothing. That's a weird one. Isn't it? Because when, when, when an experiment has occurred, when there's an observer, it behaves differently. But what's really confusing about that is when they say this was an unobserved experiment, well, then at what point would, did you know what had happened? Because you've got to watch it at some point. And that's when it changes. And then a wave becomes a like a Particle. hello and a hello becomes like a how you doing exactly right? you're like a scientist right right i know some stuff about don't you so you would want to do an intensive would you not think after two weeks your mind would just go one of the experts on the subject and i read his book and i forget his name it might it sounded like quark maybe but he said anyone who tells you that they understand 
string theory does not understand string theory. Because you can't understand it. Exactly. You're well, like my string theory. Right, right. Impossible to get your head around. Why is it called string theory? Is the strings involved? They're basically saying that everything is made up of vibrating strings. And depending on how fast they vibrate, that's what they are. And you had told me this thing years ago that, that Brian Cox, who is the the chief lecturer of science at Manchester University, had said whereby if a particle on Pluto mm-hmm. shifts, every single particle in the universe also has to shift. If it's, if it's an electron at a certain distance from the proton, if it goes into someone else's place... They all have to shift and go, oh, somebody's... So with you waving your hand like that, you've moved some electrons around, haven't you? Yeah. And see, when you moved your hand like that, Mm. you did that every possible way that you can shake a hand until I observed it. And then it became that way. Are you still with us, listeners? Ladies and gentlemen, we have lost you on the Friendship Onion. So I think... We should try and find a way for you. Well, you know what? We we actually are members of the Great Courses Plus website in which they teach string theory and quantum physics. Why don't you do a crash course? And then we'll talk about it a bit more. And then you can fill in the gaps. Can we have an expert on the Friendship Onion yeah. who would talk about quantum theory to us? Because he could tell us that thing of like it, the way they move. It's like up. Down, happy, smile, not too sure about stuff. It's similar to that, honestly. Yeah. Okay, my one would be, if you could learn a subject from a top expert in the field, mine would be, are we doing two-week course? Is that what you said? No, I just made that bit up. Oh, well, in that I case, would take it from the question from Elena. I learn a new skill from the world's top expert. I would learn jujitsu <gasps> from the best jujitsu artist. I went to Brazil for my TV show, Wild Things, we were looking for the green anaconda, which we found. It bit me on my inside thigh. And you would have put it in a neck hold if you'd known jiu-jitsu. The guy taught me the anaconda a few days before. You know the anaconda? It's like um, mm. it's like an omoplata. You know omoplata? <laughs> Hello. That's not an Italian uh, side dish. Uh, it's like an omoplata. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choke hold, but you twist oh. like a snake. You twist the guy over with you as you go. And I think you, from my recollection, let me know if I'm getting this wrong, listeners or viewers, I think you trap the arm. But the guy taught me, and it was extraordinary. He just said, go limp, and I'll show you what to do. And within a couple of seconds, I was like, oh, tapping out. Oh, you got me, you got me. And then he said, okay, do it to me. And the brilliant thing about jujitsu is it doesn't matter how much bigger or smaller the yeah. other guy is. If yeah. your technique is better, you will beat them, won't yeah. you? Because it's, it's not about using your body strength. So he just said, yeah, just turn me around. Okay, now apply pressure. And he tapped out. I think you should learn that. I think you should actually go and... I think you would like that. I think I'd love it, And yeah. I think you'd be good at it as well. It'd be good. There'd be... Classes in Los Angeles, right? There would be classes with the best here, wouldn't there? Oh, didn't you? What's the family that... Um, the Gracies. You should learn from the Gracies. Oh, there's actually one close to me, uh, near my street in Los Feliz. There's a there's a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Centre. Look how we've just worked that out. I'll go have a look. Go do it today. There's Next another question. question. Go on, Bills. This is from Chris from Walthamstow. Oh, where East 17 were from. East London, of mm-hmm. course. 
Now he says, hey, Billy and Dom, just hey. a quick question. If our legs bent the other way, what would chairs look like? That's a good question, actually. It's a great question, isn't it? So our legs bend. So apparently, so this is knees I think we'll talk about. I think we'll say it's knees. So yeah. our legs bend like, what animal do? Well, storks are a good example. Do they go that they way? They go inverted. And, you know, kids are not born with kneecaps. Kneecaps. Hold on. <laughs> it's true. No. Can we have a fact check there? Can Put, we have a fact John, check? John, get it out there. Babies are not born with kneecaps. They, <laughs> they, they, they grow over, I think, 18 months or so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, uh, before we get the facts here, I'm going to say that babies are born with kneecaps that are in three pieces. Oh, they're not fused together. And then they'll fuse together into a kneecap. Let's <laughs> Let's hang on. Here comes our John. Here we go. The answer is yes and no. Oh. Babies are born with pieces of cartilage that will eventually become the bony kneecap or patella, mm. uh, which adults have. Like bone, cartilage gives structure where it's needed in the body. The reason they don't have kneecaps at birth is because it'd be very difficult. Uh, and risk injury during the birthing process. Oh, the bending. Rigidity. It could break stuff. Well I, done, so I think. Well, I think we were part right. I said they weren't born with kneecaps, which is probably true, but then you say, well, they're born with pieces of their kneecap that yeah. come together. I think that was very good. But anyway... Anyway, we're talking about chairs chair. So a chair is not a good way to sit anyway. It's bad for your back. What, even this? Yeah, any chair. What's a good way to sit? Well, what you want to do is you want to squat, you see. Now, I'll show you. <laughs> well, be careful of your knee because he has knees of an 80-year-old man. See that? Is that the way? This is the way you should be sitting. For anyone just listening, I've perched myself on my chair without my legs hanging over. Yeah. Because you shouldn't sit with your legs hanging over like that. That way of sitting is extremely popular in Southeast Asia and the continent of Africa. You Where you will very like seldom see someone with a bad back. Yeah, that's true. How are your knees, by the way? Because your knees were terrible. Hey, I'm still seeing a man about it. Can I also make a recommendation for you? Because this is very common and it's going to sound silly. You have, if you don't mind me saying, a massive wallet. A what? A massive wallet. Thank you. It's huge. I know supposedly sitting with a big wallet in your back pocket will throw off your knees. Well, I want you to Google search that. It throws off your hip, because you your sit. pelvis, your knee. It causes terrible problems. I've taken my wallet out and I've placed it over here. But do you often sit on your wallet? I do sometimes, actually. I'm just... And also my man, who I'm seeing from my knee, mm. he says, stop crossing your legs so much. Mm, mm. The Michael Corleone and the Godfather position. But chairs are not good. But anyway, what would chairs look like? I think if our knees went that way... So oh, I'm thinking they go... Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry if you're only <laughs> listening to this, guys. So if your knees went the other way, then they wouldn't they go towards up, the floor. That way. They'd go towards the ceiling. So I think there would be an extra part on a chair. You know, like the yeah. you know, like the the uh, weight thing in a gym where you push the weight away. Yeah, I love that one. Well, see that. Yeah. There'd be a thing like that, right? So when you bent your legs and your your heels went towards the ceiling, you would then crank the thing in. That would then hold your legs towards the ceiling. Yeah, I like and that. And that would be part of the chair. 
Hey, Tom, mm. you ever get those days when you feel a bit anxious? Yeah, sometimes I do. Do you know what I do then? I get CBD from Feels. Oh, yeah. Feels is a premium CBD that will help you feel better, keep your head clear, and, you know, just have you have a nice day. It's hassle-free and delivered directly to your door. And the CBD is completely natural. Helps reduce stress, anxiety. If you've got any pains, aches and pains, your back or whatever. Great for neck and back pain. Brilliant. And if you can't get to sleep, very good for that. There's also no hangover and it's not addictive. And in fact, Feels offers a free CBD helpline to help you guide you through your personal experience so that you can find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. Feels are great for that. They give you a little dropper and you just, you know, you can see how much you actually want to take. Stick it under your tongue. Brilliant. So start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash onion and you'll get 50% off your first order with that, free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash onion to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order and free shipping. 50% off your first order with free shipping. you got to do it. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. We've got another question here from Liv in Sheffield where my, one of my favourite English bands of all time come from, Pulp. Pulp, very good. Jarvis Cocker, amazing. Saw them a few times. And Liz, from Sheffield, in the United Kingdom, asks, one of my favourite genres of films are B-movies, campy horror science fiction comedies, and thus, love your work, Billy, on Space Milkshake, and Dom, on I Sell the Dead. They're amongst my favourites. Would you mind talking about them, and maybe some other campy B-movies that you both like? P.S. When I describe those films as campy B movies, I mean it in the most respectful and endearing way. Well, very good. I like a campy B movie because it's you know independent cinema at its finest. Really, I think there has been a squeezing out of people's ability to make lower budget films, and it's easier to make lower budget films when the agreement with the audience is, look, the special effects aren't going to be ridiculously mm -hmm. brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be all polished and fantastic, but the script's going to be good. The performances are going to be 100% committed. And that's what we're into for a long time. And, even, and still now, I've obviously been very keen on supporting independent cinema. And this film, I Sell the Dead, uh, approached me when I was doing this I think the second season of Lost and we didn't get around to doing it until the third season of Lost um, and it was great great cast Ron Perlman um, east side of New York 
mainly night shoots, which you would have hated. It was mm. freezing. Yeah, I don't like um, But yeah, tons of fun. You, 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 we should always be supporting uh, independent filmmakers because ultimately they're going to be people. They're going to be the people that are going to come up and be the establishment at some point. So you should know them when they're uh, younger. Yeah, as, yeah, I totally agree. And also that just that passion you get with you know what Liv uh, calls B movies. Um, just that passion of, like with Space Milkshake, the writer was so passionate about making it and and all the, the special effects were physical special effects. So the guys, like the Weta guys that we all met, you know, they're so passionate about making these monsters or the, you know, the weapons and how it's all going to work. It just gets you so excited about making those movies, you know. Mm. And, and that you can, you know, change things and, and have fun in the moment without too much of a worry. There's a, there's a producer somewhere in LA who's going, what, what, why are they doing that? Why is that funny? Yeah. You know, you're inventing it and you're all in it together. I, I love that. Yeah, I like that too. Let's quickly, while we're here, just very quickly touch upon uh, League of Legends and where we're at with Elijah playing League of Legends with us. On right. a scale of fruit mm-hmm. from, let's say, the seeds of a strawberry being mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. and a watermelon being the top. Mm-hmm. Where are we at with Elijah playing League of Legends with us? I would say we're at, I mean, a very small, sour grape. Yeah, like a grape that's starting to turn into a raisin, but it's not quite there yet. We shouldn't really eat it yet. It's no. not quite sweet enough. Last thing he said to me, which I thought was very disconcerting, I said... Download League of Legends, Lige. We're going to play it this weekend. And he wrote back, ha ha, I'll download it. Now, that wasn't, ha ha, that, you're funny, I'll download it. That was more like, <laughs> yeah, nervous laugh. I will download it, but not right now. What, what um, do you think it is? Why do you think he doesn't want to play with us? I think he's busy. Right. You know, you had a, a, a son that was almost two. Yeah. And you probably didn't have that much time to play no, video games. No. I also think, even though he spent a good couple of hours with us that day and had a great time, I think secretly in his dark, dark heart, he wants us dead. Both of us? Yeah. Wow. So he doesn't want to play a game with us whilst plotting our death. demise. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he would rather be fully transparent and say, I'm going to back away and then I can plan you guys' double murder. So fair enough, Elijah. Fair enough, Elijah. Keep it going. And then just very finally on the League of Legends thing, we did have mm. quite a bad... Go of it, didn't we? Well, I didn't play. No, the last time we played, that was the last time I played as well. No, you played a thing. You played a four-game session with... Oh, uh, uh, with Nigel. Nigel. Well, that was a four-game loss. That is awful. But before that, didn't we have a three-game loss? Is yeah, that right? It was quite... It, and by the end, we weren't really... Not, not talking, talking to each I other. Just mean, <laughs> I just mean in a way that we're just like, right, right shall we stop? Sh- yeah. yeah, shall we surrender? No, it's going to be my last game. Let's not surrender. You were approached by a professional... Gamer, who said, I'll play with you and give you tips, right? Somebody did send something on uh, Twitter, so I will get back to them, because I need to know how to get better. I don't know how to get better. Well, my fear, you said to me, should we do it? And I said, yeah, let's do it. But I said, my fear is that this person is just going to end up shouting at us for 40 minutes, because we don't really know what we're doing. We need somebody with the patience of a saint. Yeah, as a professional gamer, I think he's going to be like, no, what are you guys doing? That's, you, shouldn't, you should know by now not to do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it might not be that enjoyable, but I'm into it. Let's do it. I'm into being top. Okay. Hey.
Is it time for voicemails? It's voicemail time. <laughs> Let's hear voices of humans. Hi, guys. My name is Izzy, and I'm just wondering what was the strangest moment of your life that doesn't involve Lord of the Rings? The strangest moment of your life. Well, for my uh, life at the moment, the first thing that comes to mind is when I met Prince. I don't get... Um, Wait, uh, uh, William or Harry? <laughs> no, the Prince. Prince, oh, Prince. Oh. The purple one. The man formerly known as the man formerly known as Prince. The symbol. Right. So uh, I was lucky enough to get invited to a house that he was playing a concert in for very few people. And uh, and I met him. And he was such a part of me growing up that meeting him was like the most surreal, yeah. weirdest. I met, lucky enough to meet a lot of people, yeah. famous or whatever. Yeah. But meeting Prince was that was surreal. Tiny, was, tiny. But yeah, and he and he was just, he wearing heels. Yeah, he was. So how big was he then? He was smaller than you, still. Still smaller. I was wearing heels. <laughs> we were both wearing heels, which cancelled out the heels. <laughs> but he was he was lovely, and he looked at you in a lovely way. Quite a deep voice, right? That was always the surprising thing about hearing Prince in interviews. He had quite a deep voice because his falsetto was extraordinary. Yeah, and because he was such an otherworldly sort of presence on stage, I didn't really think of him as a human being until I met him. Right. And then it was just wonderful. He's just like us normal guys. How are you? And Wow. Oh, did he sing? He did. What he did sang he for about four hours. He did two sets. What, what were the more iconic... Songs that he sang. Everything. Did he sing Purple Rain? Yep. You swine. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't invited to that. That was you and Ollie, wasn't it? You should have been invited. Uh, yeah, I think you were out of town. I think I was out of town actually. But yeah, I remember you telling me, and I was like, "What? You went to? Was it his his house or just well, a private?" I house? think it was a house he was staying in in Los Angeles, but it wasn't his house. It was just a house of a friend or something. Amazing. Mm. What about you? What's the weirdest thing? No, yeah, a lot of weird things happen. A lot to you. of weird things happen to me, but um, try to think the weirdest thing. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff. Um, I have a I have a very profound at times connection to animals, and sometimes that kind of connection can really lock in and become something that is really hard to explain. Like, like I feed my wild lizards in my front garden. So there's mm. the, the very common lizards that you'll see around your garden as well are called Mexican fence lizards. Mm. Fast, skittish little things, not in any way harmful, the, the insects and stuff. Every so often, I'll buy 20 or 30 crickets, throw them out there, let the lizards do their thing. It creates more crickets, a, a more healthy garden. There's more lizards out there and stuff like that. The first few times that I did it, the first couple of weeks that I did it, as soon as I opened the door, the lizards would scatter and I would throw out the crickets and then I'd have to go sit on my sofa and stay very still because with reptiles, if you stay still, they generally can't see you. And the lizards would come out and eat. But then what I started to do was stay in that place so I would stand there, throw the crickets out, and let the lizards realise that I wasn't going to move, so they had to, you know, come closer to get their food. 
and then get lower and sit and come outside and all this kind of stuff. And then you get to a point where, because you'll see these little lizards that when they're looking at you, their head tend to, tends to move sideways when they try to look at you the same way that birds do. And there was a point a few weeks ago where there's like 10 or 15 crickets jumping around in front of him. And I'm sat on the floor and then I readjusted and there's like three lizards and all three lizards at the same time just went mm-hmm. and just looked right at me as if to say, we see you, we see you moving. And I just, without without speaking, just tried to kind of stay calm so that they felt that calmness because these wild animals will only really connect to an energetic thing. They obviously don't know what you what you're saying or what you're doing. And very quickly, they just kind of went, okay, that's fine. It doesn't seem to be doing anything too hectic. And went back and ate. And those kind of connections to a very wild and and uh, different animal as our own happens a lot with me. It's not as weird as it used to be. But I think for a lot of people out there, they think, oh, that's kind of strange. Because people say to me all the time, well, do your animals, do you pet your animals? Do you take them out of their homes and stuff like that? I said, no, they're all wild. And they said, well, what, what do you get out of it? But the connection to a wild animal that you're not that you're not asking for anything back you're just you're just there giving it food can be extremely profound and also you'll see things that you would that you would never see in the wild you know you don't see rattlesnakes yawn in the wild mm. so to to be an observer of that is an amazing privilege you know yeah yeah nice thanks thanks for your question hello there Marcus from Argentina. I have a really important question that's like one of the most important questions somebody might ever ask to you. And the question is, if soap falls into the floor, does the floor get clean or the soap dirty? It's a very important question. That is an important <coughs> question coming all the way from Argentina. I love these type of questions. Right. Well, I would, yeah, I would say both in a quantum way. I think both is a good answer, isn't it? Because, yeah, there's a piece of the soap that is connected to the floor. That will clean the floor. But that part of the soap has been compromised by... That will get dirty off the floor. Sometimes I'll take the very end bit of a bar of soap. Right. Because my the tiles on my shower floor are not completely flat. They're kind of grouted. Okay. And I'll rub the soap right. all into those gaps, and I'll just leave it there. And so then, over the course of the next few showers, it'll start to melt away and clean the floor. That's my hope. Well, I think you're saying that it will clean the floor. Uh, yeah, that's why I do it. And when you do this, is this after a shower? Are you still naked? I'm always naked in a shower. So, is the water off by this time? Yeah, the water's on. No, no, the water's on. Water's on. Do you ever sit in a shower? Never. I do. I like that. What did you say? I like sitting in a shower. Oh, sit. Sit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had I had dengue fever once. Oh, okay. horrible. Oh, oh it's horrible. Uh, administered by, not on purpose, but by a uh, mosquito who has mm-hmm. the parasite inside its body. Flew back from Peru. Was in my shower. I don't know what my temp, my fever was, but it was a high. Oh, it was one hundred and eight. It it could have been. I felt terrible, mm. splitting headache, painkillers wouldn't work, sweating in my bed. It was like a. Have you ever had that where your oh, where your often. bed's like a paddling pool? Oh. 
you like roll over and it's like so I thought I'll get up and have a shower but I was so weak I was like a little kitten I had to sit down in the shower I was crying in the shower because I felt so weak but then after that I brightened up because I thought Oh, this is quite nice, actually. Just sitting there. Just being rained on. Because I don't have a bath, as you know, and you're a massive fan of baths. But is that when you thought to yourself, I'll get the end of the soap here, yeah, and I'll just get stuck into the ground? I love a little... Like, I love cleaning my kitchen surfaces. I love spraying all the kitchen uh, spray bottle into the corners and leaving it for, like, 20 minutes and then coming back and getting it really clean. But I took out my bath. I know, that room. was a terrible idea. Which I didn't really think through because they went, someone came to me and said, well, then when you sell your house, you're going to have to advertise it as three bedrooms, two showers. And people are going to say, where's your bath? And you're going to say, I tore it out. I love a bath, Tom. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. I don't understand the bath because I get in. Yeah. As soon as I get in, the part of my body that's in the water is significantly hotter then my head and my hair, which now starts to sweat and get hot. So then I think, okay, submerge yourself under the water, give yourself a nice refreshing kind of bathing of your face and head. So I do that, but then my head starts to itch, my face starts to sweat. People say, just read a book, but my book gets wet. People say, have a glass of wine. I don't know where to put it. Light candles, that's a fire hazard. Bring music in. You're going to wreck your uh, electrical equipment. You, on the other hand, have got that all dialed in. I have got it dialed in. Can you read in a bath? No. Okay, you won't do that. Other than I may have a look at my phone. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. You drop it, that's it. No, they're waterproof now. Well, really, but for soap and, you know, some of that sputum. No, that's all right. The only thing that will happen is if you go to charge it, your phone will say, I detect some water. Don't charge me just now. Put me in a bag of rice. Stick me in a bag of rice. Mm. Basmati. Mm, Basmati is the best for that. Mm-hmm. But because w- sometimes when I when I call you yeah. of an evening, you'll say, I'll get back to you in half an hour. I'm in the bath. So for you, a bath is half an hour, 45 minutes. A bath to me would be about the length of an album. Yeah, so just under yeah. an hour. Yeah, I will listen to not always a whole album. King Creaso. But quite near the King Creaso. It's a Big favourite in the bath. Uh, <laughs> I remember in New Zealand, Annie DeFranco was uh, massive. Annie DeFranco's still there. Really? Yeah, she's she's on she's on the bath. You uh, were tickled replay. pink by Annie DeFranco. Love her. So, um, is it kind of a meditative thing? You're like, for this next 45 minutes, there's no dog, there's no wife, there's no child, it's just me. Yeah, and I like candles. I'm not ashamed to say that. Right. I like candles, I like a little bit of incense, and I just lie there, Dom, and I just let the world spin. Right. Will you have a shower afterwards? Nope. But you're covered in your own filth. N- you, <laughs> your, your soaking wet surface level filth, scum I'm going to call it, because that's ultimately what it is, you immerse yourself in, and when you come out, it sticks to all your extremities, and then you just simply towel yourself off. Well, that basically takes us back to the, the question. Does the soap clean me or do I dirty the soap? If anyone has any real scientific evidence about do you get dirty in your own bath water or does the bath is the bath water self-cleaning? It can't be because I mean sometimes. And if if anyone wants to do any art 
Friendship Onion Art of Dom sitting in a shower. Crying with dengue fever. Crying with dengue fever, but coming up with the idea of using the end of the soap just to clean the grouting. Yeah, I do like that. Perfect. Also, sometimes, and I don't, I don't know where this comes from, right. but sometimes I'll find, or I used to find, hairs in my bath that were not mine. <laughs> not mine. What? I know what my hair looks like. In your bath? Yeah. Does so it come it, through the plug hole? No, I don't think so. Back up the other way. Don't think so. Oh, there's another myth for you. Since I'm such a fan oh. of such a fan of uh, creepy crawlies and arachnids, obviously, lots of people think spiders climb up through your plug hole and they can go back down through your plug hole. Not true. Spiders do not climb up through the plug hole. They're simply searching around and they accidentally fall into a bathtub that they can't climb out. Now, here's a great tip for you guys. This will save you and save the spider. If you're scared of a spider and you've got one in your bath and you don't want to get rid of it, simply take a bath towel, put it down into the surface of the bath and make sure that the bath towel then goes up and over the other side onto the floor outside the bath. Leave it overnight. The next morning, spider won't be there. Because spiders are smart and they will escape. But they do not live in your plug hole. So if you wash a spider down the plug hole, you've killed it. You don't want to be killing spiders. They're amazing creatures. A Scottish person will never kill a spider. Is it? Do you know why? It's something to do with Robbie Burns. Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce you in knew a it cave. Was a Robert in a cave. Tell us the story. He didn't know how to how to go on. How are we going to get Scotland back to its own nation? And he was about to give up, and he saw a spider making a, a spider's web, and it, he'd make some of it, and then it would break. And he went back and he'd make a little bit of a spider web and it would break again. And he watched this little spider do it ten times. And he said, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And Robert the Bruce went back out and defeated the English. And Scotland became its own nation again. That's kind For of... Little, just, sorry, yeah, I don't know if that's... Slightly true. shortened story. Of but, you know, the spider. Brilliant. Have you seen those experiments with spiders where they give them a little coffee... Or they give them a little yeah. other kind of stimulant yeah. to see how they do. The LSD one's fantastic. Just makes like a bunch of pyramids and shapes. And yeah. Sits in the corner thinking about string theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we've also had some reviews. Should we read out these reviews? Oh, yeah. How does this work again, Dom? Could well, you explain it? We've, we've Pan been, down a little bit. Pan down. Here we go. We've What's been asking thing? you wonderful humans to not only rate the... Uh, Friendship yeah. Onion podcast, but also uh, reviewers. And if we love the review, we'll put it up on our social media pages. Someone yeah. the other day said something like, uh, such a simple review, it was like something like, just like eating a lovely bar of chocolate. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that great? So here's a couple of standout reviews, but go on, Bills. I was just going to say, because I have read some people say, where do you leave reviews? Oh, and right. it's not easy to find. Yeah. So I looked yesterday on the sort of uh, Apple side of mm. it, and you have to go to the homepage of the Friendship Onion. You go down to the rev- the reviews, and then it says, would you like to leave a review? Yeah. And then if you do leave a review, take a screenshot of it, tag us in, and send us it before you press enter on the review, because then it disappears. Brilliant. Here's a review from R. Mulega, who said, not to make you feel old, but this show delivers a really wonderful sense of nostalgia. 
really takes me back to a time when I was young, having fun, doing skits at my local public access station with my friends. Your friendships made our friendships feel more magical. I can't say why. Perhaps it's silly. Anyway, the podcast takes me back, even though those old friends are gone for the most part. One passed away last year. Sorry to hear that. Others I just lost touch with. Also sorry to hear that. I can feel that feeling we shared together again, and it feels good. Oh, well, that's lovely, Ah, Mulligan. Maybe the ones that you've lost touch with, you could get back in touch. It just happens sometimes with yeah. friendships. Things drift away and then they come back at a more appropriate time. Let's hope they come back. Yeah. Here's another one from NKA2. There have been a couple of podcasts that have piqued my interest and kept my attention. This is absolutely one of them. These two have undeniable chemistry, and knowing that it came from my favourite films of all time makes it even better. I love their personal stories just as much as the stories about the time on Lord of the Rings. We hang it at them. Loved it. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice. It's nice to get positive feedback from you guys. And guys, we, we've been asked by the whole team over here to keep looking through these reviews to make sure we, we can find ones that we like. So we do read them. And we do love hearing from you guys. So make sure you review it. Give us a little five-star rating. The more five-star ratings we get, the more reviews we get, the more we can make the show, the more we make the show, the more we can actually start to understand string theory. And life in general. So stay, take a screenshot of your review. Tag us on our Instagrams at the Friendship Onion, And we'll read them out here or we'll stick them on the Instagram. Billy and Dom eat the world. It's my favourite part of the show. What is it? It's Billy and Dom eat the world. Oh-ho! Well, here we are. This particular dish was suggested to us from Azra. What a beautiful name, Azra, from Half Moon Bay in California. Have you ever been to Half Moon Bay? It's a lovely sounding place. It does sound fantastic. Where is it? it well, they only get, ever get partial light there, yeah. which is terrible for them. Where is things. it? I don't know. I've never been. I'd like to be able to have this... Uh, lady or gentleman, I don't know. Is that a lady's name or a gentleman? I'm going to guess a lady. Okay. Azra. I'd like to be able to say, my friend Azra, who lives up in Half Moon Bay. That sounds like a nice thing yeah, I'd like to say lovely. to people. Maybe, maybe you could send us a postcard from uh, Half Moon Bay. Uh, yeah, Azra. let us know where it is, Azra. Thank I'm going to guess that Azra, with a beautiful name like that, might be from Iran or have Iranian parents because what we're eating today and I'm probably going to get this wrong, so bear with me, is Koresh Karafs. Not bad, not bad, Dom. Do you want to give it a go? Koresh Karafs. A little in there. Don't you you see the H after the K? Good point. Koresh Karafs. Otherwise known in uh, the English language as celery stew, but I'm going to pull them up on it immediately because there's actually meat in here. So you can't call it a celery stew if the main ingredient is meat. We don't well, tend to eat meat, do we, Bill? No, we don't. And uh, you see, the thing is, Dom, I, mm. had, I hadn't eaten any meat other than fish. Uh, Which is know, a meat from the sea. It is a meat. And I don't really know why I made that distinction. Mm. But about 15 years ago, I stopped eating meat. and uh, But I still eat a fish. Mm. Uh, but over this COVID time, somehow... Slightly, sometimes now I'll have a piece of meat. Mm. Like if something's been cooked in the house, I still would never order it in a restaurant or that. But if someone's made something, i.e., you or a friend's house, right? And uh, I would normally say, "Oh no, it's okay." 
I don't eat meat. Now I would maybe take a little bit and I would eat that. Well, that's great. It's like it's just listening to what your body needs, right? Yeah, maybe. It needs a little maybe bit of meat. That, maybe, or maybe just, I don't know. I don't know either, but from an evolutionary point of view, we are opportunistic omnivores. We're not carnivores that only no. eat meat, mm-hmm. such as lions and snakes, and we're not herbivores that only that don't eat any meat at all. We such are such as, well, let's say a cow, for instance. Well done, or a horse. But we, from an evolutionary point of view, will eat whatever is opportuni- opportunistically in front of us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is meat. And I, I know that will open a can of worms. Uh, I wouldn't eat worms. On the internet. But we're just being honest about who we are and what we do. Yeah, which is good to be honest. Now, we're going to try this celery <clears throat> stew oh, here. I actually hit it against my nose there, Have Dom. you smelled it? Let's I have... did. Because I tell you something about celery, Dom, and you won't like this because you're a big uh, veg lover. I love celery. Lover. I'm not a huge fan of celery. Well, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as a fan of celery. For me, it's more of a medicinal thing. But what I will tell you about celery, which mm. is fantastic, it's brilliant for people with problems with the sinuses. Oh, really? It has a kind of uh, an effect on the sinuses of reducing volume of sputum. Not the best thing to talk about, but before you have your first plate of Khoresh carafes. Let's give it a go. Here All we right. go. I'm going to get a bit it. of celery. Yeah, me too. Mm. Now, what I was going to say about celery there was actually, I love watching somebody with a stick of celery and some ranch dressing. Yeah. I think I look as if I would love that. But you don't. No. But if you cook celery, then I quite like it. Like this. My mother and father, mm-hmm. Austin and Maureen, who you know, mm-hmm. who say hello, they love a braised celery. Oh. So just kind of almost poaching in, in something else's juices. Oh, they like that. Was that what you call this poached? Possibly. Hold on. Not sure. Now, it's not spicy. You and I both love spicy. I was expecting or hoping for a little bit of spice there. It does have some turmeric in it, which is mm. a fantastic anti-inflammatory spice. I try and get as much turmeric and cayenne pepper into my system as possible, to the extent where sometimes, on the way out, mm-hmm. you're aware of maybe a little bit more capsicum than normal. But it's worth it. But I tell you what, Tom. Mm, go on. It's got a good flavour, that. It's a good stew. It's a good flavour. It's cr- like it's like an Irish stew, like my grandfather who invented gasoline, as we have discussed. But Irish stew in the name of the law. Exactly, but it does have that saffron turmeric, which gives it the the Persian, not a bite, but a Persian flavour. Hold yeah, on, there's de- there's definitely a lot of flavour to it. Um, saffron. Mm. One of the most expensive. It's not a spice. Mm-mm. It's a part of a flower. I believe it's the stamen of a flower. Is it really? I believe so. I might More, be wrong there. One of the most expensive things in the world, saffron. Yeah. If and, you get a good saffron. And it's weight. Um, That's delicious, that. Dom. Go on. It's absolutely delicious. I, I've been eating it with a little bit of pita bread. Over here in the United States... Mm-hmm. 
people refer to people from Iran as being Persian, which is correct, since that is kind of the older ancient name for it. But in, in Britain, we would just simply say that those people were from Iran. In fact, my friend Ryan, mm -hmm. whose father sadly passed away quite a few years ago now, was from Persia, and his name was Hormos. And when he came over to the United States, his friends at work said, now, that's not going to work for us, that. We're going to call you John. Oh. And for the rest of his life, he was John. And not our producer, John. No, no, he's not Ryan's dad, as far as I know. You're not, are you, John? No, he's not. He's shaking his head. Now, let's find out some other stuff. Like most Jews, the longer you let this celery stew simmer on a low flame, mm -hmm. the more flavorful it will be. This mm -hmm. is also a great make-ahead-of-time dish. Now, that's the other thing I was going to say. This mm. would be great like if you're watching your kids play football or mm -hmm. something. You bring out some little dishes of this. It's fine, hot or cold. A little bit of pita bread on the side. That's it's absolutely delicious, Dom. And, you know, that is a... It's a intense flavour. But as you say, it's not, um, it's not overly spicy. But there is another bowl here that I don't think I'm going to get into, Dom, because, as I say, I don't really eat meat as yeah. at you. But this this um, this uh, celery stew over here. Well, I tell you what's in this one, Doug. Go on, because the one we had there is basically the celery, celery, a maybe bit with of beef, a little bro. bit of beef. But hold on, I tell you this, Dom. Can't get my my glasses on. Lamb's head. Jesus. Tongue. My God. Feet. What? Green pepper, onion, garlic, saffron, turmeric, cinnamon, salt, pepper. The other stuff is fine, but as hobbits, I don't think we should be eating feet, do you? I think hobbits would. would they, you think they would you think make the feet a little bigger, maybe? Well, yeah, that's probably why they, they, their feet, you know, it was just evolutionary from eating feet, their uh, feet get bigger. Have you eaten tongue before? Uh, as a boy. So, and my dad used to eat pig's feet. He would sit in front of the TV with a pig's foot and he'd destroy that thing over the course of an hour. I remember my dad saying, all, all of our fathers tend to have horrific stories about meat, don't they, growing up? Like, my dad used to say that his mum would bring home a sheep's head, mm -hmm. and that would be food for the weekend. Yeah. So that would be, you know, the cheeks would be the Friday night type thing, mm. and then as the as the kind of weekend went on, they'd be eating poorer elements of the sheep's head, maybe an eyeball. I can see why that would be right, though. Like, if, a, if an animal has to die, then you should use all of it. Absolutely. You know, not just take the, the, the breast off. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But, yeah, it kind of puts me off a little what bit. What about offal? Yeah, you should, you should use all of it, as I say. But, you know, it's not... It's not, it's, it's not. Not for really me, for me, it's not a great thing. Not really a fan of offal, although I will say, and sorry to anyone who doesn't eat meat, and as Billy said, Billy and I have gone through periods in our life where we do eat meat, we don't eat meat, we try and be as responsible as we can be. But I remember being in France one time in a restaurant, and they love meat in France, don't they? Yeah. And they'll eat any part of it. And I had poached eggs on, I think it was an English muffin from what I remember, with... Chicken livers, and it was superb. Superb. But I honoured the chicken, you know? I honoured it. Well, this is the thing. Thank you for your service, chicken friend. The thing is... I mean, it's a, it's a big subject and not one that we should probably go into right now. It is a big subject, and we're sorry if anyone's upset over there. Anyway, 
we'll finish off with a couple of things here about Koresh. Koresh. The word Koresh or Koresh is a generic term for stew dishes. So that just means stew. So carafes. Oh, I was going to say carafes must mean celery, but that might not be right. Well, it may be. If koresh means stew, then maybe carafes is celery. Koresh, koresh is a healthy, flavorful, flavorful food made with meat, celery, mint, parsley, kidney beans, and pomegranate paste. It's not a dry stew, Dom, and it shouldn't be runny like soup. I used to have a uh, chef friend, and he said that. If you're making a soup and it gets too thick, you just say it's a stew, and then you still keep it on the menu. Love that. Now... We've got to give it scores out of 10, haven't we? I'm going yeah. To, uh, just a couple more bites of the celery element. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's get into the gravy. I think that's where the good stuff is. It's quite healthy, this, Dom. We say that about life, don't we? So the categories are number one, flavour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a massive big bite and then you give us your flavour score Mom. while I'm eating. Because I think that's lovely. There's a few things, I think, for both of us, and I'm talking for you here, Dom. Please do. If it had a little bit of spice in there, mm. it would be up there as a 9.5. But without the spice, but with a quite intense saffron, I'm going to give this an 8.2. Well, it's still high. Oh, yeah. Can I say, this might be controversial for people listening because we're, we're mixing different cultures here, but I'm going to guess that you might love this. I would like to add some of that jardinera stuff. I mean, why don't we start mixing things? Which is which is from Mexico, is that right? No. No, John. It's, it's from Italy? Boston. What? Chicago. Yeah, but it's not originally from Chicago, oh, is it? Oh, it's from Italy originally. Italy, they but they used it. to add oil, and then in Chicago they started to add a vinegar to make it a pickle. Now, a little bit of that on the side. Oh. You would lose your marbles. I'd, it would be up there as a 9.8, as far as I can imagine. What did you give it, an 8.2? 8.2 for taste. For me, now I'm sorry, I love Iranian food and I've had some fantastic Iranian food. It's, it's not my favourite. I like food with a bit of punch, so I'm going to demote this to a 7.1. Well, that's all right, Dom. That's okay. That's all right. Now, next we get on to aesthetics. How does it look to you? If you had to look at it with your eyes, what would you say? Well, I mean, if I'm looking at it with my eyes, uh-huh. um, I... It's not the most attractive-looking thing, you know. The colours are not grey, green, you know. It's all right. I'm going to gonna give it a seven. I'm with you, Dom. It's it's a little... I don't like that the shade of green is not a great green. No, it's not like a salad green. It's more like a slime green. Yeah, it's a bit... And it, so I'm going to actually take it down to a 6.8. You've been quite harsh this week. On the looks. If you don't mind me saying. Yeah, absolutely. Next, how useful is it in your life, Dom? This is when I think it come, really comes into play. Oh, here we go. Well, because I'm going to say you can have this cold. You can take this on a trip with you. If you're going to watch your, your friend play football or you're seeing your son in it or your daughter in a game. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're having a little picnic with your pals. Yep. Or... Maybe you've gone camping. You've got some hot stuff, but you want to bring some cold stuff with it. I think this all works. So I'm going to say, in terms of usefulness, I'm going to give it a nine. 
I think that's good. And as you say, you could have a big pot of this on. Maybe there's a vegetarian version of it. There must be. There must be. You get a big pot of that and a big pot of the other. You invite friends round. Just enjoy it, you might say. <laughs> and then it gets better day after day. So, I mean, Dom, it's a 9.1. Oh, you've trumped me. Okay, great. I don't know what our ultimate scores are, but someone, someone back there will tell us. We'll just yeah. finish off this, the, the final thing about this stew here, because I think this is really interesting. There are many restaurants in various cities in Iran where customers go and eat kele patesh mm-hmm. every morning. Its popularity is under threat, however, from the spread of fast food mm. and from medical doctors warning about the dish high cholesterol. Mm. Some people drink a cup of strong tea after eating it to neutralize the detrimental effects of high cholesterol. I'm not sure if... You know, like eating a pizza or a burger. Yeah. And then having a glass of grapefruit juice after yeah. it. Yeah. Cancels it out. No. I'd, although I've heard apple juice is very good if you're going to eat a pizza or something like that. that but right? I think sometimes people forget about the traditional foods because they'll take one thing about it. You know, because this has got the, the calapash here, as you said, has sheep's heads, trotters, like my dad would eat in front of TV. And I don't think this stuff is bad because it's natural, isn't it? It's all natural. It's natural. So I think we should go more down the traditional route than going for the more processed food and thinking we're eating healthier somehow. I don't think we are. I totally agree. Well, good. that was another fantastic element, uh, episode, I should say, of Billy and Dumb Eat the World. Please send in your suggestions. That was a fantastic suggestion. Food or beverage, it might be tasty or slightly peculiar. We will stick it in our gobs. Well, that's it. Is that it again? Another week in the books. We'll be back next week with more stuff, so make sure you get in touch with us. But before we go, a little surprise for you. <gasps> Hope it's a gift. I wrote you a song. I'd love to hear it. It's not quite finished yet. But it's nearly. It's a work in progress. But I want you to hear it so that maybe when we come around next week, you might have made some notes on it. We need to get our songs together and we record do. stuff and get them on here. Well, I'm seeing you this Sunday, so maybe we can put maybe a few we'll things do something, yeah. But I wrote this little song. Wow. As I say, it's not quite finished. Let me know your thoughts. What's the title? It's called Billy. I love it already. Good start. Ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Billy. It's not quite finished yet. It's, it's like an idea that's forming in real time. You want to hear it again? Yeah. Billy. I think it's like a lament. It's almost as if maybe you've gone away, I've not seen you for a while. There's a lot of potential there. Oh, there's definitely potential. In fact, that is probably, in the world of song, that is a quantum song. Wow. You mean it's like all, all potential is there? No, I mean it's tiny. Oh, yeah, it is, it is. It's absolutely tiny. Now, before we go, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. If you leave a review, screenshot it. Tag us in it. Send it to us. We'll repost it on Instagram or we'll read it out right here. Get in touch with us on our social media pages. You can also email us, thefriendshiponion at castmedia.com. That's cast with a kicking K. That's right. You can send us a voice message, www.forward slash. No. No, I've done it wrong again. Guys, we'll get there eventually. You can leave us a voice message on www. What is the thing? Speakpipe. Dot com forward slash the friendship onion. You nailed it. Killed it. Um, yeah, guys, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Toodles. Toodles.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.